Hello, trainer. If you're listening to this, it means you are trying out Critical Ditto for the first time. Or you're a veteran, listening again and chasing that sweet nostalgia high. Either way, thank you. These early episodes have been remastered to try and create as smooth a listening experience as possible. When we first started this podcast, we were four broke, tech-shy renegades who wanted to create a Pokemon tabletop role-playing podcast. And now... Yeah, I mean, we're still all of those things, but we have some wonderful listeners and patrons who have allowed the audio experience of the podcast to come on leaps and bounds. We have even commissioned our listener and podcast friend Carrie Morrison to re-edit the entire Raindance arc to bring it more in line with our current style. Obviously, these episodes will never sound perfect, but Carrie has honestly worked wonders, and for that we are so grateful. The original edits of these episodes have not disappeared forever. They will be available on our Patreon if you really want to experience that feeling of pressing your ear up against the door of an echoey kitchen. Oh, the past. Alright, it's time for me to stop rambling, and time for you to listen to four 30-year-olds pretending they live in the world of Pokemon. And if you were our therapists, I'm sure you will gain a lot of material from listening. Enjoy! So, Stu, do you want to introduce the podcast? Sure. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to Critical Ditto, an actual play Pokemon tabletop podcast. Let's go around. I'm Stuart. Hello, my name's Ali. I'm David. I'm Tom. And together, we are going to be playing a campaign based in the world of Pokemon with our dice and mouths, (laughs) I guess. Basically, Ali, Tom, and myself have been playing Pokemon Tabletop United for the last two and a half years, something like that. Yeah. A very long, lonely time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not much was going on in our lives at that point. We played for two and a half years solid, actually. There was no break. We did not stop. We, we came to a point where we kind of wanted to start doing this podcast, and we also had a friend of ours, David, who was super, super into Pokemon and knew, <laughs> knew would be well into this in a way that many people maybe wouldn't, and have invited him along for the ride as we start a new campaign and exciting we're trying a new system we're playing pokemon tabletop journeys which was billed as pokemon tabletop united 2 it's now changed its name slightly different system i don't know i'm kind of assuming not many people would be that familiar with the system but it is out there it is online you can go look at it you can check it out it is in playtest so it's not, not finished it's not finished <laughs> and we will be filling in some of the gaps so apologies in advance to, to the, the guys v- making up the game yeah. <laughs> the very dedicated people putting in the hours while we just faff about it yeah we, we almost ruin it So I guess let's go for an overview of where we're going to set the campaign. It's going to be a homebrew Pokemon region, as yet untitled, but we're going to sort of develop it as we go along. The philosophy of our podcast is very much, we're going to build things as we go. It's going to be collaborative. It's going to be story driven, very much improvised. I want the characters to lead us where we're going to go, as opposed to me setting out a map and being like, this is the way we're going to follow. First gym's here, second gym's there. Maybe the characters don't even want to go do the gyms or follow a traditional Pokemon storyline. I kind of want to build a world around our characters and their decisions that happens to be a Pokemon world and let their narratives drive it. So I suppose if we're going to put the characters at the forefront, we should start by introducing our characters. Well, my character's called Ash Ketchum and he's, he <laughs> starts in Pallet Town, uh, which is a town I've made up. No, that's not who I am. Well, why don't you kick us off, Tom? Okay. My character is named Brandy. No last name like Cher, just Brandy. <laughs> She's 21 years old, shoulder length, perhaps a bit shorter, pink hair, it's quite vivid, like fluorescent pink, big hoop earrings and baggy grey clothes is how she looks at the beginning of the campaign, I would say. Yeah. And by her side is a uh, smaller than average, but wannabe hard man, Buneary Pokemon, <laughs> who is nicknamed Wimpy. Great. The... So if people were looking at Brandy, they would see a girl who... Well, they'd see a, see a woman. A I woman. They'd see a, fair, a, they'd woman. See a woman. 
She looks quite focused and intense, but, you know, she's still got that style aspect. She's got those hoop earrings that are very nice or gold that you've got to think, oh, she's got she's got some style there, but she seems to very much be hiding what would be sort of an athletic figure. Okay. And yeah, and the Buneary looks like very much in a similar vein is trying to hide the fact that he's just a cute little bunny. <laughs> um, imagine a sulky rabbit, which is as much as it's trying to project a hardcore feeling, just is so darn adorable. Cute. Beautiful. Right. David. Hello, David here, and my character is the full name Theodosia, otherwise known as Theo. Uh, gender neutral name. Looks very strong for a lady who is not really that interested in being a lady at all. Mm-hmm. They're in their 30s, I think we agreed on, so yeah, they're older. Late 20s, late 20s 28, 29. Jowly, very jowly. Just picture jowls mm-hmm. and accoutrements around it, and that's kind of Theodosia. Theo is very practical, very stern, a very orthodox member of a religious order we have not named mm-hmm. or defined. And uh, Theo comes from a very physical mask family, but they have chosen the path of academia, which is achieved through the church, an expert in tactics and knowledge, not necessarily that practically useful. Great. We'll see how that goes. Cool. That's Theo. And Ali, who are you playing? I am playing a 19-year-old boy called Kenneth Mullet, one of four of the Mullet clan. Uh, he's the only boy. He has three sisters. Mm-hmm. He's somewhere in the middle. In terms of his appearance, he's pale. He's pretty scrawny. He's got dark hair, which sort of sweeps over his eyes. Kenny is pretty much Luna Lovegood, and not to trademark Harry Potter as well as Pokemon. Because of that, he's he sort of sort of talks a bit like this, and he can be quite blunt and a bit blasé when it comes to social quirks. The thing about Kenny is he's a sort of mysterious dark power within him. He's turned to Theo as someone who may know a bit more about the unexplained and the mystical. Well, let's see where we sort of get to. Indeed. Imagine, in... imagine Luna Lovegood with Pokemon and unwanted and unexplained negative abilities. Ooh, interesting. I like that Ali said a line, did the voice of, of his character. Describe, Should we, describe, oh, me and David also do a, a line in to... Sure. Okay, so Brandy... Oh, how to describe it? It's a very... Do it. It's a subtle tone. <laughs> There's a lot of work that I've put into this and I hope uh-huh. everyone appreciates. Uh-huh. And it sort of goes to something like, imagine it's sunset, frost on the trees, and there Brandy stands. She looks at Bunnery and she'll say something like, What are you doing there? Oi! Oi, you get out! You get out there, Bunnery! Come on, Wimpy, we're going. We're going. I don't, I don't like the frost, it's cold. I'm feeling cold. She sounds 80, but <laughs> she's 21. Um, I hear, uh, for me, the benefit is that choosing a robuster lady as a character means that, you know, maybe maybe her voice is in the male <laughs> range, generally. I think really we're going to find, we're going to find it more in tone than we are in, in accent as we go along for... for Theodosia. Absolutely. And that is my whipping out. That's what I'm going to sustain for the rest of my friendship. For absolute fair. Um, <laughs> it's clear to the listeners who's <laughs> done their homework. <laughs> I promise, listeners, that I'll really try not to overuse that voice for your sex. <laughs> uh, and everyone in the room, has, I got a really good look when I. When I there was a real yes. positive reinforcement from my coach. Make sure, yeah. make sure to stay nice and far from that mic. Thank you, I'll Tom. Stay over here. I'm Right here. <laughs> we basically, you know, one of the main reasons we're doing the podcast is we've had such a great time playing PTU, mm-hmm, you know, Pokemon yeah. Tabletop United, because there's loads of Dungeons and Dragons and those kind of podcasts out there, but very few Pokemon ones, especially with using this system. And we just want to sort of add our voice to that one and, and sort of give it some exposure and say, look, it's a really fun thing to do if you like Pokemon. I mean, don't tell your friends, obviously, because that would be... <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you, you would imagine? get some serious looks. <laughs> we told people we were having a work meeting. <laughs> uh, and under that tone of subterfuge, we shall descend into our campaign. This is where Tom will add some lovely music. <laughs> or I won't. <laughs> and we'll just leave it as it's it is. Sing. Oh, I'll, just, I'll just whisper, atmosphere. <laughs> We're going to start in a town, as most Pokemon games will. This is Surfloat Town. It's our starting area, it's our starting zone, and for many of you, it's your home. 
possibly not Kenneth, but especially for Brandy, uh, Theo, this is the place where you have laid down roots, at least for the last few years, I would imagine. It's a coastal town. When I was looking for inspiration, I was looking at Cornwall, Devon, Dover, these very English coastal towns almost built into the cliffs. Small, possibly vacation-esque. They are tight-knit communities. Definitely no sort of big business or big merchandising. Maybe the occasional boats coming in and out, bringing remoraid catches, bringing items for the local Pokemart, which brings us on to Brandy whose mother owns the local Pokemon in Surflow Town, which is where you live above. Yep, yeah, live above. Yeah. Is that good? Can I give you that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll take that. I, right. I, I can live above the Pokemon <laughs> shop. Is my Pokemon name something interesting? Because that's always what was weirded me out about the Pokemon games, is all the Marts are just named the Pokemon. Obviously, that's their branding. But I feel like Brandy's mum would have put some uh, bit of her own spin on it, perhaps. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, something better than just the Mart. Because mm. I think that's... If you've got that, give it to me. If not, <laughs> I mean, I've not got it. I was, I was, throwing, I, I was clearly throwing it out to the room for uh, for inspiration. I imagine it's painted on driftwood. You know, there's a name printed on driftwood. Oh, maybe she's nice. like stuck over the neon sign that says Mart that's on the franchised store, and then she sort of hammered it on over the top. Just amazing. She's been given the branding. I've got it. I don't know what my mum's name is, so I'm going to throw out there. If I'm called Brandy, my mum will be called Whiskey. So my mum's called Whiskey. She's also one name. And it's going to be something along the lines of Whiskey's Delios. So it's like Celio's. <laughs> so it's a picture of a Celio. It's a, it's a picture of a Celio almost mysteriously like offering some cash. Oh, there's a good deal in here, like with a bargain. So it's, it's Whiskey's Delios with our little mascot. So my mum's got a Celio. Whoa, I'm just calling it now. My mum's got a Celio. Oh, it's coming, it's coming out. It's like a co-owner of the shop. Yeah, it's a Celio. It's, it's, called, it's called Delio. Yeah, that's your dad. No. Yeah, also what I forgot to mention about Brandy is she's also half fish, half sea lion. Sorry. Um, great. Well, it's a coastal town. It makes sense that Whiskey would have a Celio, maybe slightly colder from colder shores than Surfloat Town, but maybe she was out on a merchandise requisition mission and picked up a feel at some point. So that's great. So we've got Whiskey Delios. Whiskey's Delios. Whiskey's Delios <laughs> is the on. name of our Pokemon. And she has to take down the sign when the official Pokemon head office brand team turn up <laughs> and like try and make sure that everything's all the same across oh all God, their... That prohibition era. Exactly. <laughs> but, but really... Pull the lever, quick! <laughs> So, Whiskey, I, I, I see that you are uh, uh, upholding the, the, the levels that the Pokemon appreciates across the land. Uh, I, I assume your stock is accounted for, Whiskey, is this correct? Yeah, I, I love, I love the, you know, the Pokemon brand, and I'm very on brand. I mean, Delio you're still, is... You're so on brand, you even named your daughter after the brand. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. We also sell brandies over there. Uh, I'm that much of a brand champion, and that's why I'm, I'm humbled to accept this award. <laughs> and here are Brandy's brand champion of the brand of the branch. <laughs> Thank you so much. And C Celio, of course, does not work in the shop at all, because that would not be all... So that is it. So there we go. And do you know what? I think that's where we're going to open. We're going to open in Surfloat, just near the Pokemart. And I think it is late evening. And Surfloat, normally pleasant weather, coastal town. Not today. Dark clouds over the sky. And as you are walking through the streets, I think you've been out. You've been out and about. Your mum sent you out on an errand. What do you think your mum might have sent you out for? We're out. We're, we're, out, we're sadly out of brandy. So uh, <laughs> brandy is getting brandy. I've had to go to the liquor store. Celio <laughs> can pack it away. It's called the liquor store's called Drunkfish. Oh. <laughs> After skunk, it's a skunkfish that's just absolutely hammered. And I've gone there and I've actually bought loads of brandy and I've actually stolen a couple as well, Ooh. just on the sly, just because we're going to sell them much higher than we're buying them for anyway, but the, the poor shop owner doesn't know. He's He's got a skunkfish on the front of his shop. He's got no idea what's going on. He's clearly a fool. If people hadn't already picked this up, we're really partial to puns. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it stun... Stun fist. Stun, stun fisk. fisk. It's not stunk fish. No. Drum fisk. So it'd be drum fisk. Just a stanky fish. It's oh, a really, the guy was drunk when he made the pun, and that's why it's called drum fisk. <laughs> Drunk 
What, 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 Stratus, are you, what are you, so just before I sign the deed, what, what are you calling the store? It's called Are you all right? Okay, drunk fisk. Drunk fisk. Drunk fisk. Do you want me to spell it? I'm just going to put some letters down. Drunk fisk. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you. You're coming back from Drunkfish, uh, having picked up some new brandy. And I think a lot of people and their Pokemon in the streets are, are hurrying around. There's a sense in the air of people trying to get out of the streets. And I think you, Brandy, would know why, having lived there a while. There's a storm coming, and it looks like quite a brutal storm. Nothing too out of the ordinary, but you know that there's an expectation in Surfloat that there's a sort of curfew when there's a big storm going on. There's a sort of anticipation, I think, in Brandy. Maybe you're hurrying, just trying to get back before those small droplets of rain you're starting to feel on your skin turn into these big, massive globules. You come into the front of Whiskey's Delios. Is there anything fun to describe about Whiskey's Delios as uh, we enter the store? When you enter through the... It's actually not an automatic door because they've had problems with that. During storms, it really messes Fair. up. So instead, it's just a regular open one. But rather than a, it hitting a bell, it actually hits this little button that makes the noise of Delio, the Celio. And it, so it's just... When you open the door, it just goes... Oh, God. And that's it. That's what happens when you, when you enter the... Okay, so... And we meet your mother for the first time. What does she look like? She's quite a young, I would say, even though, again, when I voiced her earlier, she <laughs> I voiced her even older than I voiced Brandy. Just a crone. I think she's, <laughs> she sounds she sounds like a crone, but she's actually, she's actually still relatively youthful. I would say she's probably still under the age of 50. She has longer brown hair that you could probably see would be the more natural hair colour of Brandy. It's quite clear that they're mother and daughter, pretty based on look, both quite hard features and a distinctive, beautiful dulcet tone uh, that <laughs> has been commented on multiple times by the townsfolk. But she's got more of a softer look than Brandy has, I think. Okay, so you walk in and Whiskey is there stocking the shelves up, putting pokeballs out. Uh, I think she's just got a new supply of nest balls which she's quite excited about. Oh, um, nest balls. They, they're so useless, Mum. Why, why what, are we getting them? What are you, <clears throat> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean, what am I talking about, Mum? I'm talking about nest balls. Who nest buys a nest ball from what? a Pokemon? People want great balls and ultra balls. That's all they... That's all well, no, no, they're nest balls, they're, they're, they're good for, you know, catching the bugs and the, all, the, all the grassy ones too. Oh, Mum, you're, you're mental. No one wants a bug. Who wants a bug? Some people want a bug. Arthur's cool, right? Right, I'm down with the... Yeah. I look over in the corner and I see that there's a uh, a full-size cardboard cutout of a Scyther, <laughs> who's the current Pokemon brand champion Pokemon, who that everyone's trying to push. He's got a little speech bottle being like, buy our new nest balls. I'm scything through these deals. And his little scythe moves. Like, hey. Simply the nest. <laughs> <laughs> so, bad out there as well, Mum. Tell you what, I think it's going to be a big one tonight. A big storm. one tonight? Oh, no. Well, well, make sure you keep inside. I don't want anyone getting caught out. You know, I mean, Mum, I always listen to the rules. Oh, 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 I'm just in. oh, by the way, before I forget, upstairs your computer was going off with, with notifications. You might want to check it out. All right. All right. I leave the shop instead and I. No, I'll go, I'll go off now. <laughs> I can tell when I'm being moved towards the computer. Tom Dale, they're expertly demonstrating the refusal of an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandy left, and that's it. This is Celio's story. <laughs> story. This is all about how Whiskey and Brandy try and keep a struggling shop afloat. Um, Great. Okay, so you go upstairs? Yeah, I go upstairs. <laughs> brandy goes upstairs. Once she's given over all the brandy, just she sort of just plunked them on the side. She's not really that involved in the day-to-day -day running of the shop. She sort of mans the till when her mum's or busy or whatever, but she she just goes upstairs and a lot of the time goes back into her room and, mm -hmm. and checks the checks her computer there. Yeah. I imagine does have a lot of notifications. Yeah. Anything fun about her room just before we dive into the infosphere of her hard life. fun about Brandy's room. It's full of trophies. You see that the trophy cabinet is full of first places and best dancer and you see it's lots of dance related oh, and lots okay. of cheerleading related stuff. You wouldn't have expected this person to be a cheerleader or this but you can see that from this trophy cabinet betrays a very very skilled athletic, uh, athletic person. Great. She's also got a metapod pillow. <laughs> a body pillow? 
And Metapod bugs. She hates bugs. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, so what it is? It's actually it's a Metapod body pillow hanging from the ceiling that's used as a punching bag. Blah. And that's the cliffhanger we end episode one on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So you log on to your. I log on to my. Yeah, I um, love the fact that you kind of like pull out your chair in front of your desk to log on, plonk yourself down. Maybe Bunny does a little flip onto the bed and just kicks back. And you see there's a couple of messages that instantly pop up on the screen. The first message that you receive, you just see the sender. And I don't want to tell you how you feel, but I would imagine there's a leap in your chest. Right. And it's it's Gary. Gary. Tell us about Gary. Gary Smoke. He's one of the greatest Pokemon trainers there's ever been, really. Or ever was. Or ever was. Middle <laughs> name is Cool Guy. <laughs> yeah. Gary Cool Guy Smoke. Brandy travelled around with him for quite a while. That part of her life in Brandy's mind is now over. So to get a message from Gary Smoke, I mean, in her head, there's a slight bit of hope that it's perhaps a note of reconciliation, perhaps a begging message of sort of saying, I've made a huge mistake or I was wrong. She's hoping for some sort of semblance of remorse from him, but she almost knows him then too well to get her hopes up in that case. Mm, mm. Uh, so she clicks open. I think the first thing you notice about the message is his personalized signature. Oh, God. features on the bottom of every email, which is just horrendously garish. I think before he even has any text, all of his badges just have a little JPEG in the signature. No, he puts his badges in the, in the signature. Of every email. Oh, his current... I almost feel like the lining... The oh, actual yeah. text. Oh, lovely. Is that like, like a border? It's like, like it's like a border. Oh, God. Actually, before there's even any text body in the email, there's just his current team and IVs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all shiny. Oh, um, God. But you get to the body of the email. It's mercifully short. <laughs> but it basically just says... Oh, Gary's voice. It's a big decision right mm. now. Brandy. I'm in town. Hit me up at the beach house. Laters. Oh, he's such a oh, he's cool, so guy. cool guy. Such a cool guy, this <laughs> Gary Smoke. Feel that smoke. Oh, and it, oh, mm, oh what's, his, what's his sign-off? Obviously, it's not... He can smoke your screen. Smoke your screen? Smoking your screen. <laughs> Great, okay. He's hitting you up. You know where the beach house is. You've been there. But it's very late in terms of the storm is coming, so I'm... Oh, yeah, maybe There's not... that part where I actually, I think Brandy goes, I have no way I'm meeting you there, but... <laughs> you might die but if then, you stay there. But as in, like, I think there's that part of Brandy that just annoys her, is that she worries that Gary is such an idiot that he might stay there and then die. And she doesn't hate him enough to leave him in a beach house to die. She wants him to suffer and be alive for that suffering. Mm. And Brandy looks at Baneri and tells Baneri that we're going to go in. And we'll see with Baneri is that he gets a little bit nervous. You know, oh, yeah? this, this sulking, teenagery. Veneery suddenly looks a bit like not sure that he wants to go. Look, I think I'm worried about it. He might he might stay in the beach house and then a flood might come and that would be end it, end of it. No, I don't want him to. I don't, that wouldn't be a good thing. Stop smiling. Stop chopping him up into. Why are you? No, no. All right. Look, I know it's not been great. But we've got to at least go and see him and make sure he doesn't do anything stupid, all right? And we look, and the sort of window at that point, I think, blows open. The storm has definitely picked up. The rain has been sort of against the window for quite some time. And just as you're sort of ending that conversation, I think from downstairs you hear your mother's voice in this supremely concerned slash worried tone, just calling, Brandy, come down here. And we're just going to leave it there on Brandy. And we're going to go over to the tower. <laughs> David noting down the tower. The tower. The tower. It's not the best pun you've made, Stu. I'm not sure what it's referencing. No, no, no. I'm well, describing we... an architectural structure, I believe, at this stage. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to pause on that. I think oh, gonna, that was a quick scene. <laughs> no, cut to shot of a tower. <laughs> Establishing tower. <laughs> Establishing tower, then cut to a place that's not the tower. <laughs> Filmmaking 101. No, we are going to go with you. 
Figure, it figure it out the last two minutes. Um, so the camera pan across the tower. No, no, don't go anywhere. <laughs> got to Kenneth. Saw, saw, saw Kenneth. Saw Kenneth and went, no. no. <laughs> I've been destroyed there and fully deserved it. Um, so the tower. I'd love to give it a more ornate religious name. Spout Tower. Burn Tower! No! I feel like the tower connects to the name of the church in total. Sure. Now, this church that you belong to, Theo, seems to be very focused with the pursuit of knowledge and study and research. So, is there anything in slacking? The Pokemon or the verb? Both, in many ways. Well, I'm just thinking if in an ironic name, this lazy, nothing Pokemon. Depends where we go with the church. Is it like a, we demand to sort of banish loafing around? Or we go the other way and we go for sloking? Ooh. In a sort of... Or maybe the two? There's a, the, maybe, is that, is that yeah. too cute? Well, I feel like maybe in, the, two kings? in yeah. the philosophy of the church, maybe we are all seen as slackings that come into the church of the sloking. Oh, oh my nice. God. So there's just a mass of slack off out there reaching out. Yeah. So they're just trying to change that vowel from an A to an O. So is the chant in some way... Ow. 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 I love it. I, I love, love it. You steadily go up the vowels. So A is the lowest one. And, and, and then and then you got I and then you. And, and that's, and then that's how they rank people the based on system. Yeah, based on it's the vowels. Ah, brother E. <laughs> <laughs> well we decided this is a, it's a gender neutral denomination. Yes. So the only pronoun they use in the church is they. Or maybe they do just use brother but in a sort of more yeah. Almost learned. Almost learned tone. Yeah, Oh, most learned. I like that. If we're doing this cinematically, I love as we we see the establishing of the tower, and I think we zoom in through one of the steeples in the top of the tower, and you just see this congregation of maybe four or five monks, followers, most learned, just chanting, maybe sweating some essence or something, some lax essence. Um, (laughs) Oh, ironic. Oh, oh, and we bow past them into. Maybe into a lecture Ow. hall. How do we Ow. feel about opening Theo? Ow. Tom and I've got this, by the way. Yeah. Ow. Thank you. Lovely soundscaping. Ow. But yes, let's go. Let's go full Indiana Jones, Ow. and we're going to open on Theo introduced mid lecture, and, and, and they close the door on the hour. So. Ow. 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 Good job. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful little improv from Ali there. He got hit by the door. <laughs> and I think, Theo, you're coming to the end of a lecture on battle items. So who are listening to the lecture? I think what we previously discussed that could work is that we educate everybody mm. in a local area. We have a degree of control over that. But from, I don't know, a certain age, whether that be 16, 17, 18, they can choose to become an acolyte. They yeah. have a moment where they can choose this continued pursuit of knowledge. It's almost like guaranteed employment if you wanted to stay in yeah. the town and be an academic. It's yeah, sort yeah. of like you get a... Oh, I like that. Um... Theodosia. Yes. What is a red card? That's a very good question you've asked there. I don't understand red card. I believe the system of a red card means that when an attack is aimed at a Pokemon holding a red card, the Pokemon is forced to withdraw. Is that the system of the red card? Uh, well, from my research, that seems correct, but I just wanted it confirmed. Thank you. Oh, most learned. Thank you. It's always important to have a tone of questioning. A tone of questioning on all things, but we are merely slackings, aiming to be like our great Lord Sloking. Until you have been gifted the King's Rock, nothing more and nothing less than normal types. Most learned, the King's Rock, Mm. the mythical King's Rock. Mm. Will anyone ever recover the artifact? Well, we've um, we've heard many tales in the past. We're of course well connected to a major port here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in uh, in Surflow Town, and uh, we've heard tales of where people have thought they've seen the King's Rock. Some have seen it upon precipices of foreign lands. Some have seen it in other temples. Some have said that it's even closer to home than it's been a walking distance, but only the most worthy can find it. But um, to this point, we have never found one in this country. Many a metal coat. I think there's a slightly skeevy looking student, hoodie up, mm. not really paying that much attention, mm. uh, hasn't said anything all lecture, and they pipe up. Oh, are we just learning about mythical items now that supposedly grant untold knowledge about all things? Are you, you expect us to believe that such a thing could actually even exist? <laughs> yeah, you tell him, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will tell him, yeah, yeah. There's a rat 
friend. It's a ratata. That was a ratata. <laughs> and in the middle of all of this bickering, a tiny little paw just smashes town on the table next to it, and a very angry meditite oh. breaks up this conversation. And when meditite oh. looks at you <laughs> over their tiny pond's name, nobody keeps talking when meditite's around. Very nice. Oh, sorry, and at which point, Leo, who's been very quiet and just stood there listening to this, is still facing the blackboard away from everybody, and then very quietly and with a tone of real anger just says, just learning. Just learning. learning. Learning is not just learning. Learning is the great pursuit that separates us from the Pokémon. It's the one thing that makes us the great thinkers. So we can only know that the only thing more intelligent than a human is a Slowking. Very good, very, very, very good. Most learning, most learning, most learning. Most, most learning. I think, I think with that, the bell goes and the class filters out. We now have a, the legend of the mythical Sloking. As the class filters out, a person comes through the door. Mm -hmm. uh, you know this person, Theo. This is someone of the, uh, what would you say of the ranks? The, a, the vowels. The vowels. So O is the highest, obviously. Okay. So I think maybe this is a U. This is like the rank below. So A, E, I, U O. <laughs> so just switch U and O. Yeah. Okay, great. This is a U rank at okay. the church. You've had you've had interactions with this person before, mm -hmm. and it's really amicable. And they approach you, Theo. How did the lecture go? Most learned, it went excellently. Oh really? Mm. Yes. So you were preaching the ideas again of trying to find King's Rocks. I only respond to the questions I'm asked, and it just so happens that in a discussion of held items, we mm. happen to get on the subject of King's Rocks, which, as you know, are critical hit amplifiers. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Theodosia, mm -hmm. that your lectures do keep coming around to applied thinking mm. as opposed to theoretical thinking, which, as you know, in our church, is the preferred method. You're not thinking of taking any field trips again, are you? You know that a large part of my research degree involves research in the field, mm. not just in our library. Mm. It's learned. Mm. Would you like to expand on your... <laughs> I, th I thought my derisory scoff was quite enough, but mm. since you ask, yes, I will. Mm. I've been keeping track of your movements for some time, most learned. And it turns out that you've been bleeding the resources of our tower dry with your field trips. And I have the pleasure of saying that if you are again to leave this tower and pursue one of your little fanciful studies, then the O will disbar you. Meditite begins to hover behind Theo. It's a little bit menacing, but there's a focus. And uh, I think Meditite is quite obviously in tune with Theo. Medi I don't need to be a psychic type to understand your meaning there, most learned. Well, it looks like you have plenty to think on before your next lecture. Good day, most learned. Literally, as soon as they exit the door, a small acolyte, maybe someone who's just joined, an A, possibly one of your class from last year, comes dashing in. Most learned, most, most, Theo, most learned. I'm sorry, protocol. Most learned is a good day when slackings are gone and slokings are here. <laughs> um, Amazing. The front gates, the front gates. Someone, someone, someone is asking please, for you. Complete a sentence. You must, please. There's, there's someone there. You must go now. Please, please. I suppose all followers of the great Slow King must offer charity to those who pass through our walls. Very well. Lead me, lead me to the... Of course, of course. And off they go. And just as he goes out the door and walks down the hallway, the uh, you acolyte who was there earlier is just in the shadows watching them leave. You know, it's just oh, a shadow. That. Sinister. Yeah. Just one eye scene. And then slightly lower down... Two more eyes, and perhaps an unidentified Pokemon that's also there. Also wearing glasses. Right, we'll fade down there and bring up lights on our final protagonist. Hello. I forgot to mention earlier that Kenny does have both a journal and a camera. Great. We cut to you running down one of the narrow cobblestone streets of Surfloat. The rain is pelting down on you. You are soaking and above you the occasional flash of sheet lightning illuminates the silhouette of a furious looking swallow pursuing you, Rowlet and a singular egg through oh, the streets God. of Surfloat at full pelt. Clutched in your hand, 
is a smeared piece of paper. All on that paper is an address that says the tower, Surflet Town, ask for Theo. You say that's all it says. That's pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I just don't know it how to interpret it. It's smeared. It's instructions. Oh, sorry, it's smeared. Is that, is, that, is that Theo or is that a Frio? I don't know. <laughs> is it an Oreo? Am I meant to get an Oreo from this? Um, do you know what we haven't done yet? We haven't rolled any dice. We haven't. We've and just been talking. No, we've just been talking, establishing. This scene feels dynamic and action enough that I'd love to stick a check. So hang about. Those two get 45 minutes of basically just saying what happens. I haven't even spoken yet. You're going to make me either yeah. fail or succeed. In yeah, you're in an action scene. Sorry. As you pelt down the streets, you see the swallow basically rise slightly. Its wings curl in as it turns and it starts to dive. Its razor-sharp yellow beak aiming straight for the top of your skull. There's a choice, I think, between an even smaller, narrowish street you could dive down or you could... I think you notice maybe some rocks on the floor which potentially you could try and hurl at the swallow. Or something entirely different. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know if he'd throw a rock. I don't think that's his game. I think he'd try to jump out of the way. He's trying to help this new friend that he's found. The owl. This rowlet this, this owl, that you've yeah. recently encountered that in a nearby... About five minutes ago. Great. Things. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very new companion that you've got with you, but there's instantly a sense of protection. There's a bond that you, you feel like you want to look after it. Yeah, I feel something within this, this owl that As yeah. speaks to me that I, it doesn't seem apparent at the moment. Great. Is okay. it the bow tie? It's the bow tie. <laughs> Both have bow ties. <laughs> That's and it. Natty. Bring that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ken, I would like you to make a quick check mm. to see... Whether you, well, how well you managed right. to dive out the way. What have you got? What's your stat? My quick is a, he's not a particularly quick uh, man. I'm a minus one to quick. Ooh, so 2d6, 2 4s, minus one is seven, which in our system is a mixed success. You manage to dive out the way of this horrible swallow dive, avoiding the vicious beak coming at you, but there is some small cost to you as a character. I would say at this point, the thing that seems to mean most to you is Rowlet. I think some physical harm has to come to Rowlet. I'm sorry. Can I, can I... Stuart is intimating that he's going to kill Rowlet in the first, <laughs> the first scene. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, so as you dive out of the way, you this manage... Bulls shinks. <laughs> nice. As you dive out of the way, you, Kenneth, manage to be just quick enough to avoid this torrential dive from the swallow, but the beak grazes Rowlet and you see a gash form in the poor little Rowlet's side as it yells out in pain. Oh, God, no. Oh, sorry. Are you okay? It's okay. However, you've managed to make it into this little side street and the swallow's disappeared off there. For now, it feels like you might be out of sight. I think the swallow in diving is now really like the wind's picked up because it's storm and yeah. like this is a swallow coming from the nearby forest which maybe isn't necessarily affected too mm-hmm. badly mm-hmm. it's undercover so maybe the swallow's now in its own battle against nature oh yeah as i dart into this side alley i quickly get out my journal and scribble down avoid big blue birds <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> don't, don't worry botoy i've got it sorted um, in the future luckily at the end of this narrow street, you see what looks like the base of a tower. A tower. A tower. Think, <laughs> mm. Kenny. What did the note say? The note is now so smudged. Find the power. Oh, well, it's not that tower, then, is it? I better go there anyway. Oh, oh God, yeah, you're in pain. Quick. Kenneth heads to the tower. Ding dong! What's, oh, what sorry. Is... I, Ow. Forget, I forget shouting ding dong at a doorbell isn't work these days. So you Celio. Oh, that's the wrong shot. <laughs> wrong, wrong door. Wrong door. So you're bashing, bashing on the large wrought iron, wood, many materials in this door. <laughs> Maybe a little acolyte answers it through a small crack. No, it's it's stormy. We closed off. I don't need. I don't need. I, I just. I need to see um, a, a Theo. Why? I don't know. He can help me. He can help me. Help you? Yes. I need. I, I need his help. And, and look, my poor bow-toy owl is, is hurt. Ugh, fine, wait here. There's a pause, the rain hitting down even more, and just as you're sort of in the rain and the dark and everything, and Rowlet just slips into a kind okay. of unconsciously like... But eventually the door opens again, and there, standing in the doorway, is the vast, imposing figure of Theodosia. And just behind them, a small acolyte 
and meditate, just <laughs> hovering slightly, meditative stance around you. How does meditate react to Kenneth? I think meditate is interested by witnessing a human holding a Pokemon very kindly in their arms. Because, I mean, they're floating. There doesn't seem to be much physical contact between these mm. two. So mm. maybe to meditate, to see a young boy caressing a wounded Pokemon is a down-the-scene moment for this meditate. Oh. To be like, oh, in the church, this mm. isn't a... <laughs> and Kenny sees meditate and goes, Oh my god, that Pokemon's floating! Well oh. observed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll go. I'll yes, go. if you could. Okay, must let it. I knew it was a bad idea to leave any of the A's guarding the doors. Mm. So you are our new guest. Hello. D- yes, I am. Insofar as I've just got here and we don't know each other. Well, you do seem to enjoy saying everything as a question, so you might fit in well here. <laughs> um, I've, I suppose, it, what, what do you need? Well, first of all, I need some help with the paranormal and um, also... Very recently, this poor little owl got uh, hurt, and if we could potentially get out of what appears to be now quite a bad storm, that would be really nice. I see. Well, let's deal with the latter first, and then let's talk about the very peculiar former you just mentioned there. (laughs) Very little context. (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to take you in, we're going to make a balm for your rowlet there, it's called a rowlet, and uh, then we're... No, it's, it's, it's called Bowtoy. That's a very different Pokemon that's uh, part ground and part sidekick, and we don't see them around here very often. <laughs> that's, a, that's a ball toy. It's the one Pokemon Kenny knows about. <laughs> well, you're certainly very knowledgeable about things that annoy me, so let's get you in here, and then we're going to sort out your precious little bird. Who's that Pokemon? So, Stu, we're obviously playing a hodgepodge version of Pokemon Journeys that has yet to be even completed. Could you explain to me why 2D6? Uh, The skill checks we are using are a 2D6 system, which is based on the Powered by the Apocalypse system, which is something that we have used in the past and found was really fun for telling narrative stories because it's very easy to sort of discern what happens with those kind of roles. There's three stages. There's... Rolling a one to six, which is a fail, which means that not only does your character not achieve what they were setting out to achieve when they rolled the skill check, but something quite bad happens to you as well. And that's what you mean when you say, I can make a hard move against yes. you. you can, that means you can introduce something that perhaps they weren't expecting. I can introduce a challenge or a difficulty to that character that, yes, they were not expecting when they set out to make the skill check. So as an example, if I was trying to reach something high on a shelf... I might roll a, I don't know, a, a subtle thing to see if I can dexterously caress it manipulate off. my fingers to sort of caress um, it off slowly. Yeah. But I roll a one, oh, I've got no. a two, I can't roll a one. So I would make a hard move there and say, not only do you fail to caress it off the shelf, but actually you manage to dislodge the entire shelf of jars and they all come crashing onto the floor, unleashing, I don't know, a cloud of... One of those toxic gas. I like the idea. Oh yeah, toxic, and then poison, and then you're poisoned. Wow, that's I mean brutal. That is a hard move. Hard move, and that's why reaching things on a top shelf is dangerous. (laughs) So, and that's what don't do it, kids. And now, because it's Pokemon, I thought it would be fun to come up with some Pokemon themed swears that we can all use during during the game. Sloking, yes. (laughs) Okay, so if anyone's got any ideas, I've got a few that you can judge just to get get the ball rolling. Swan of a switch. Swan of a switch. Swan of a switch. So it's a Nintendo-based one with a swanner in there. Lovely. Uh, based on one that I did use one. You did use one. I like that. I, I was about to do a normal swear. No, I love that. And then went, oh god, think of a Pokemon quickly, which was Bullshinx. I loved Bullshinx. Yeah, Bullshinx. Because really the obvious choice would have been to go for Tauros something, but yeah. I don't think the Bullshinx is significantly more rhythmic. Well, do you know what I mean? That's because yeah, I almost like the other one. Yeah, Bull is much better than your suggestion, which sounds like it's just going to be Taurus. Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So Taurus. you're replacing the non-swear yes. part of, yeah, the, yeah. of that. Is that what we're doing? No, that's that's literally the reverse <laughs> of what we're doing. Who's that Pokemon? It's Bunny. Okay, so we're going to cut to the embalming room. <laughs> Which now exists. I think there's a there's a creepy E, and around this creepy E is a survivor. Just Whoa. all around this E and the head 
Welcome, welcome, coming to the embalming room. Oh, most learned. Most learned, most learned. That's terrifying. Yes, a lot of things in here are quite terrifying, um, but <laughs> generally you get used to it. so evil? Oh, it's just the, it's just the look of its face, really. It just happens with, mm. uh, with that Why does the E look so evil? E. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like to talk about some of the things that the E did before they arrived here in the uh, Would you church. like, would you like some tea? <laughs> Actually, tea would be quite nice. I'm pretty oh. quite, quite, quite wet and cold. Very good, very I good. I think I'd rather go for a coffee. Oh. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, e disappears. An acolyte appears. Oh, Miss Leonard, Theo, why are you here? Yes, um, we just popped in here to the embalming rooms because some of the ingredients they use for that particular process are necessary for a poultice I'm putting together for this poor sweet rowlet here. Very good, what do you need? Um, I think what we're going to need is a selection of dried bell sprouts, some crushed green apricorns, and a fermented hyper potion. Found them! Kenny actually has found them, because Kenneth is a botanist. Wow. So Kenny really knows his plants. Wow. So you can. Oh, I like the idea that on literally, so, as you say it, he just gets them. I, th- I like the idea that maybe on the wall, it's like a sort of wall-to-wall beakers and jars and stuff. They're labelled, but you didn't even look at the label. Yeah. Well, then, if you can do that this quickly, we're also going to need some raspberries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see now you're very good at communicating. <laughs> The acolyte returns with a slightly concerned look. There's one ingredient that the acolyte has been unable to recover, which was the fermented hyper potion. I'm so, so sorry, most learned. Fermented hyper potion is gone. As far as I know, I've checked the stocks and the last ones were either given to drunk fish for selling as drink, Mm -hmm. as liquor, or to uh, whiskey's dealios for their use. But we are fresh out. Apologies. I didn't think we'd need them during the storm. I'm so sorry. E has something to say. E, your rowlet is looking very bad. Time may very well be of the essence. E. I'm starting to think this man might have a medical issue, which is odd for the man who's in the medical sort of area. It's, this person made a really bold choice on day one of Acolyte School, that they were just going to be That's the what I'm going with. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. has had to go with it. Never yeah. had a personality, but they do have yeah. a speech impediment. You, you know when there's a social expectation on you, and to drop that would be to everyone's disappointment. Mm. I guess that's E now. Mm. E. Right, well, I guess uh, if time is of the essence and if we need to find these objects that you clearly don't know how to find, and I clearly am from nearby, I suppose we're going to have to go in search of one of these fermented hyper potions Mm. that apparently are being sold as a drink for people on a Saturday night (laughs) in Surflow Town, but then Vice has always affected the slackings of the world, so... Is Rowlet going with you? Is it like conked out? It's like flitting in and out of consciousness, but the gash looks quite nasty. The thing is... Both that horrifying snake and horrifying person are horrifying. So I don't really want to leave this thing. You notice the survivor has not stopped looking at Rowlet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the boy for Okay, well that's the sort of thing for me. Come on, Baldwin, let's go. (laughs) Okay, so we shall cut back to Brandy being called downstairs. Brandy at this point has got one foot out of the window. Brandy, could you come down here, please? And Brandy's sort of considering not going down, but I think from the tone of Whiskey's voice, she mm. sort of knows this. It's mm-hmm. not going to be an annoying task or anything like that. So. Yeah. And Baneary's a little bit secretly. Well, maybe Baneary actually is the one who's like, come on. Okay. Let's go yeah, help I think that's I think that's fair. I think it's a, definitely Baneary's like hey, any excuse to not go and see. Mm. Gary Smoke is a is a blessing. Great. Uh, so we, we head downstairs. So you head downstairs yeah. and you see your mother. I think I think she's like dropped a supply box of nest balls and a few <laughs> nest balls have like scattered onto the floor, oh, rolled the out. <laughs> I know the, the the precious supplies. They're unharmed. They're fine. Oh, thank uh, God but that. the oh. door. Oh, that's the real plot. Those are the real protagonists. <laughs> uh, the door. The door of the shop is actually blowing open and closed in the wind. So it's. And you see the silhouetted figure illuminated from behind by the various flashes of lightning of this lupine, bipedal figure with sort of metallic 
claws? Spiky claws? Fists? Basically... Oh my god, it's spiky claw fist, Mon. More grey Mon? But you recognise instantly, this is Gary's Lucario. Right, well, what's the significant What is the significant oh, right, identifier? Does all, all those Pokemon have the same, like... Brand. Yeah. Is it a cigarette? If it's only smoke? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just an oh. earring cigarette. An earring cigarette? Like... I love the idea that all of Gary's Pokemon have been forced to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and are now horrendously addicted to chain smoke. And they all sound like Patty and <laughs> So how does this look? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I'm there. Right, I get it. I can definitely see why I hate this guy now. There's more. He's not only has a cigarette earring, yeah. he also is smoking a cigarette. Oh, smoking kills kids, yeah. don't There's always some sort of smoking paraphernalia. Come them trying to quit so they like patches. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Come on. <laughs> so I recognise the Lucario. Yeah. But your mother, frozen with fear? I don't think she's ever seen possibly this kind of Pokemon before. Mm. But yeah, you know exactly who it is. And I guess you can guess why he might be there, having read the email you've just read, and knowing that Gary, not a native to Surflight Town, is staying at the beach on the coast during one of the biggest storms of the season, completely unprepared. Mum, it's all right, don't panic. This is Luke. <laughs> <laughs> don't get worried, all right, but Gary's down at the beach house, I'm worried about him. He's not from here. If he stays overnight, he doesn't know what it's like here. And I'm gonna go and make sure he's all right. Well, Gary, Gary Smoke, don't you hate him? Yeah, I do, Mum. I don't want to see him dead though, do I? There is no way that you are going out in that storm. Mum, I have to go out in that storm. The, He's going to... The wood is on the windows. When the wood is on the windows, we will not move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the saying. That's what we say. Yeah, all right. I know we always say that. That's our, <laughs> that's our motto at here at Whiskey Celios. It's true. Yeah, I know, Mum, but isn't it also our motto to give people the best deal? And I think life is a better deal than death. I suppose a check, a check, a check. <laughs> Did you not hear the gold? I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a plus one for the cool line. Okay, a cool line with a plus one check. Yeah, I haven't rolled yet, so I intense? am unprepared. Uh, intense, yeah, probably. It's like I an guess. intense situation. I'm trying to force my my decision on okay. Okay. Uh, rather than the other way around. You know, I'm not trying to charm her into this mm. at all. So I roll a five. Oh, no. I've got a plus one, so I've got a six. Oh, and I get a plus one from oh, you, God. so I get a seven. So I what? just succeed. It's a good job you had that line. Okay, so you <laughs> succeed, but yeah, there's a there's a small cost. Your mum's coming with you. <gasps> oh, oh God, mum, no, it's no. She's already got her anorak on. Oh God, well there's no leave... way my daughter's going out on her own All in right. the storm. Valeria is actually. Sort of more prepared to go after having a couple of shots of this brandy. Oh, okay. And it's sort of up for this. And Wimpy looks like he's ready to... Teetering face, a little. But, but ready to go. And uh, I decide to take the brandy with us. And is the brandy made of fermented hyper potion? It is indeed. Yeah, we take the brandy and we follow this smoking dog uh, who is just the worst. Just, just trying to cover the cigarette with its paw. I think Wimpy, the veneery, is like... What? and is sort of trying to act cool next to this Lucario. With an umbrella, with a bunny-eary side a bunny umbrella. With an umbrella, umbrella with two ears sticking <laughs> at the top. They're actually, they're not ears, they are ear-shaped so that his ears can go into the... Really nice. Oh. Oh! Can, can Wimpy have like a candy cigarette as well? Yes, absolutely. Oh. He's grabbed one of the candy cigarettes. Yeah, from the store and he's like, puff, puff. Yeah. <laughs> Lucario's ashing on top of the umbrella. <laughs> I hate this Lucario. And I think we'll cut to the pair of you guys as you're wandering through the rain. But I think what catches your eye is two, well, three other figures, four, if you count a small hopping one next to them, also out in the storm, heading quite hurriedly towards the beach. And I think, Theo, you pick up with a sensitive nose. There's a, there's a hint of a smell of brandy mm. about, especially the small one. Yeah. Even in the rain. <laughs> so do they walk pretty much past us then? They actually run past you. Yeah. They're on a mission. They almost don't see you. Yes. Almost run into you in the in the rain. Maybe we've been trying drunk fish. Found a close. Yes. Yes. On our way to on our way to Whiskey's Delios, the scoop of people run past us. 
I sold it already. Where did you sell it to? Oh, some pink. Yeah. And then he just falls over. <laughs> I really wasn't sure where to go. <laughs> he just falls over and the door... Okay, okay, no, before the door closes, we just slowly push him yes. on the floor in enough to close the door. And then close it and sort of go... Well, I think I've been a Troy <laughs> Yes, I think that's, that's very clear. Very astute of you. So as you turn to go elsewhere, this group of people and Pokemon run directly past you, leaving behind a hefty scent of ash, smoke, and brandy. It sounds like different smell like they're having a party. <laughs> and I think it's a party we want to be invited to, Kev, because that is the smell of fermented hyper potion. What? Smoke? No, try to be Ash. Okay, well, there's three, so I let's try... Rain. Oh, um... wow, there's a fourth choice you didn't know about there. <laughs> so the, the thing was the brandy. The thing was the brandy, which... Oh, br I was yeah. about to say that. <laughs> I'm sure you were. And when you ferment Hyper Potion, it has a very similar scent to brandy. A very common drink in this area. Mmm, but not common enough to be sold at a pub. No. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. But that is why we need to follow those people, because they might be the only ones who can provide us with that fermented time. We'll do a, a star wipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the beach. The wind has picked up a treat. Oh. It's almost like, dare I say, a bit of a sandstorm. But yes, you see the familiar sight of Gary Smoke's beach house. Oh, um, it's his beach house? It's his beach house, yes. I think he bought it really recently. It was a post-Pokemon League victory purchase. I was going to agree with you. I think after... Gary Smoke, Ace Trainer. Are you saying he's won the Pokemon League? If so, I am. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So amazing. Explain also, the signature. yeah, that is maybe justified signature now. That signature now seems. Seems. Thank God that we're going to save him. Yeah. Thank God that this... people are all at level one with all the Pokemon and their mom. Uh, Excuse me, winner of the Pokemon League. It's a bit windy. I don't know if you could... not think you could handle this. But that's the thing. You're not from round here. I've got him to down the egg. But here's the thing. Gary Smoke is that guy. He would be the Pokemon League champion who would die in a storm because he got yeah. too cocky. But I think he bought this beach house as kind of when maybe things were getting a bit tough between us because he thought he'd buy a beach house in my hometown. Yeah. Because he's got loads of cash to, nice. to splurge. Yeah. He's got this beach house. But it's I think not... it was almost a dig at you. Yeah. Like mm. a specific dig mm. at Brandy. Yeah. This could be us, but you're playing. I like it. So we're there at this beach house. Okay. Brandy, you see, well, behind you, two figures approaching. A large, imposing person, accompanied by a floating, small metatype. And, well, I suppose, obscured by, by the weather and the dark and the sand in your eyes, a figure that almost looks familiar, with jet black hair, slightly loose clothing, a bow tie. A bow tie? Does Kenneth even wear a shirt, or is it just bow tie? <laughs> I think he wears a t-shirt with a bow tie. A t-shirt with a bow tie, perfect. Brandy? Is that... Brandy? You have... Brandy? We need your brandy, Brandy. <laughs> Kenneth, I, uh... I mean, you're alright. And I'm sort of giving eyes at whiskey, and you sort of notice in Brandy a kind of like, really wasn't expecting to see you. Oh, Ke Ke Ken, I, uh... Are you all right? Just a bit wet. Oh, no, yeah. No, I can see. I can see that. Uh, Mum, you remember Ken, right? This is Melissa's brother. Right. Melissa. She was one of my mates. She was over in yeah the town next door, <laughs> which is called. This uh, is this is Kenneth's hometown. Kenneth's hometown. Oh, it's got to have a boring name, right? I want it to be hair related because of the mullet thing. Great, like that. Can it be? Um... Wait, Kenneth's last name is mullet. Yeah. Great. Right. Um, love it. Can it be? Come over town. Come over town. I like it. It's cute. That's okay, a nice great. name. Yeah, this is. Uh, he's from. You remember? You remember? Yeah, Melissa? I remember. But why is he here? I don't know. You remember he had that problem, that thing. When did I last see you, Bradley? Why? Was it that time at the fair when I accidentally unleashed my special power and hurt my sister really badly? I think it was. I think it was then. Are you all right? Theo, this is Brandy. She's holding some brandy. That is a bunny rabbit. That is a smoking dog. And I'm picking up that that's maybe her mum. 
and that is a beach house. No. And that is the beach. I think as you look at the beach the house, a few tiles from the beach house start to like blow off. Oh, good lord. <laughs> This is very overstimulating for all involved. Um, Come on, we need to we need to get inside now. We can't talk out here. Before you go anywhere, we need that brandy. Well, you need to get you can have it inside. That makes Come on. very little sense. Okay, and fine. I'll march off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just going. Me. We'll grab my mum by the arm. Baneri is like struggling to keep hold of his umbrella. Okay. And I said out, no, we need the drink. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think. <sighs> As you approach the uh, the beach house, as I said, you can see that it's already starting to get battered, bruised, weathered. Maybe some planks have like come off it. I sort of feel like there's um, a veranda. A veranda? Is yeah, that like the right a little, word? Yeah, like a little sort of out. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think I, I think already like a few planks of that have like flown out. And I go up and I, I'm just slamming on the door like, Gary, Gary, it's me, Brandy. Get... Come on, you've got, you've got to get out of there. The door is opened by another Pokemon, another of Gary's Pokemon. Right. Who, who is it? Can it be a psychic type uh, sitting on the stairs that's just gone oh. It's like an Alakazam. Nice. <laughs> yeah, of course, he's With smoking. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice, it's an Alakazam. An Alakazam. A spoon-shaped pipe. Um, <laughs> yes. And I think as soon, as soon as this telekinetic door opens, the vibe outside is totally different to the vibe inside. Inside, it's a house party with EDM music playing. Alakazam is there. Oh, we're in our late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> the EDM. <laughs> e electronic dance. <laughs> this is like pumping vibe. It's very house. It's very like... <laughs> Alakazam is there. I feel like he's got a lampshade on his head. Just kind of like chilling out. There's a few of the other cheerleaders. Oh God, yeah, I think, yeah, so there have... would be. Maybe there's a hot tub. Inside? Inside? Yeah. Oh my god, in the middle of the living room. Yeah, in the middle of the living room there's a hot tub. I've got a really strong image of an Electabuzz pouring tequila into a woman's mouth. Absolutely. Rather than an Electabuzz though, can it be an Ella Kid? Absolutely. I'm imagining an Ella Kid, but with a backwards cap. Oh god. And he's got a vape. Oh, <laughs> yes, and he's charging it himself. <laughs> so basically, it's just the most horrible house party you could possibly imagine. Occur in there, and we look like drowned rats. We oh, are yeah. like the opposite, and like my mum's here as well. Like, this is literally a nightmare. I think the brand. I think. I think what you what you do notice though is that of all the Pokemon that are there, in fact, pretty much everyone there is like drunk out of their minds. They do not have their faculties about them. If that makes sense. Oh my god, and they look at me and one of the chilies go, More booze! <laughs> and like they grab the booze from me, maybe. No, we need them! No! <laughs> I mean, is that the cliffhanger ending we wanted? I think we end with it slowly entering the house, leaving wet footprints on the wooden floor, heading into sort of the main living area, I guess, where this hot tub has been unceremoniously plonked. There's like four other cheerleaders in the hot tub. And with his back to you, what does he look like, Eden? Right, he's just in uh, speedos. He's mm. just he's mm. just fresh from the hot tub, and he's got a towel around his shoulders. But his speedos, he's had stitched in his badges all around the. <laughs> all, what, like your fifty meter swim badge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> they're not the real badges because he keeps those separate. These are like one of his fans has like sent him for him. He's like got very spiky, almost similar hair to Kenneth's, but his is obviously styled and gelled to look. Messy bedhead, whereas <laughs> Kenneth hasn't come so naturally. <laughs> exactly, yours is unnatural and it looks terrible. <laughs> I like. I'm actually gonna be a Love Island contestant. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He would be yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's where we find him, kind of speedos. Right, and I think he turns, sees you, sodden to the bone, weighed down by these two huge brandy jugs. Yeah. Your mother in an anorak behind you, brandy. He made it. Nice jugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all we have. Okay, and there you have it. Episode one of Critical Ditto in the can. Boy, what a cliffhanger. Ish, I guess. I guess there's a cliffhanger 
if you consider an anxiety-inducing house party full of young people a cliffhanger, or in any way a tense situation, which I think we all do, yeah, yeah, so good cliffhanger there. Just a few thank yous for the end of the podcast. Thank you so much to Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for allowing us to use the Pokemon reorchestrated albums, especially Kanto Symphony and Johto Legends, both incredible, incredible albums. I listen to them basically on loop all the time and a really, really nice way to secretly enjoy Pokemon. And people who don't know about it will be like, oh, that's nice classical music. And you're like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> oh, if only they knew the truth. And you also maybe clock someone, maybe if you're listening sort of at work, catch eyes across the room. Maybe they know. Oh, yeah, you're right, mate. It's Route 29. I'd also like to thank the people at PokemonTabletop.com for obviously making the game, Pokemon Journeys, that we are playing. Obviously, it's still in playtest, but all the materials are there that they currently have to download from PokemonTabletop.com. There's also all the materials for Pokemon Tabletop United if you want to play a more full, complete, fleshed-out game, which I've played many times and have really enjoyed, as have the other guys. Fantastic game, and we think Pokemon Journeys is going to be brilliant, so we're sort of filling in the gaps here and there, but there's still a lot there that you folks can play with and do what you wish with to make your own journey. We have made our own Pokemon sheets and our own character sheets for this game because they're not available yet. If you would like a copy of those character sheets or want to ask us a question, don't hesitate to contact our little ditto admin, criticalditto at gmail.com. That ditto will be happy to answer any of your questions that you might have. I'd also like to thank everyone on the Pokemon Tabletop Discord. I know a lot of you have helped Stu out a lot. He's crawled in there, slunk in there, asking some questions, and you've been very patient with him and helped him out. And thank you so much for listening. You might be at that point where you're thinking, "Mm, I'm not really sure. Oh, I'm on the fence. Oh, uh, there was some good improv in there. Or there was some bad improv in there. Or, oh, they only rolled twice in the whole of this supposed actual play podcast. There was no Pokemon battle. I mean, is this what, for me, is this what I want? uh, Guys, I've been there. I've been on the first episode of an actual play podcast and thought, hmm, I just don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. All I would say is maybe give episode two a go. And I say, if it's not for you, no worries. If you're thinking, maybe, yeah, this is for me, then welcome aboard our ship. Scizor me timbers. And I want to say a final thank you to Ali, David and Stu for being my friends. So thank, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanking you muchly. But that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. And remember, go catch them all. And by all, I mean your dreams. Oh, that was really good. (laughs) And we're done.